Come on, guys. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I need somebody this evening. Come on, I need somebody to give the Lord some praise. I need somebody to give the Lord a shout. Do you have reason tonight to give the King of Kings and Lord of Lords praise in this place? Oh, Lord, I thank you that my name is written in your book of life. Oh, I give you thanks. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take your seat for just a moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to do it the absolute opposite to what the enemy thinks you're going to do. See, the enemy, is, the enemy likes to, to see you be predictable. But when you do something that just shocks him, it changes everything. Sometimes when you're, like, you're, you're be preparing for a message and you feel in your spirit that you're going to go into the church and you've been preparing and your message is on love. And then you arrive at the church and you know the enemy knows you're going to do this. So you come out speaking about spiritual warfare. See, you'll come into a place with all your problems and your worries and all your stuff, which is, which is normal because we all have those things. So the enemy will say, oh, you know, he doesn't feel great tonight, so he's not going to worship. He's not going to praise. You know, they're not going to be able to enjoy this evening. And then what you do is you don't worry about how you feel. But instead of just doing what you, you, you even expect yourself to do, rather get up and give the Lord a shout. Get up and give the Lord praise. Do a little dance. Give a celebration. Shock the enemy. Is there anybody here tonight? That's gonna shock the devil. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do the unexpected. Do what the enemy doesn't expect you to do. You might be in pain, but even with your pain, you'll get up and shout. Hallelujah. I'm not gonna get all Pentecostal, it's not gonna happen. No, stop it, behave. <laughs> you know, there's always, I've said this many times, there's this, there's this fine line between the, the natural and the supernatural. Sometimes when I've prayed for people in the past, in the past, I'll go up to them and, 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 and I'll pray and, and I'll feel nothing. I feel no presence. I feel no anointing. It's like when they come and ask for prayer, I'm like, oh God, I'm like, I just, Lord, I just feel so, blah. and I pray for them and like, you know, you feel like nothing. And suddenly there's a miracle that takes place. And you think to yourself, but Lord, what happened? I was still feeling really yucky. And, and, and you just did this miracle, God. And I didn't know what happened between the moment where I, felt, where I felt so bad and felt so 
but right in that moment, you did something. And, and, and I must have had nothing to do with it because how did you do it, God? I didn't know what was going on at that moment. I, I didn't feel anything. I felt no power. I felt no presence. I felt no anointing. But all of a sudden, the sickness fell off the person. The disease left the person. The depression was broken. The demon began to scream. I'll never forget. I came back from a vacation. I, I, I was so backslidden. Not backslidden like you backslide. I'm like Paul. I'm much more holy than all of you. So my backsliding is like I didn't pray a lot. We won't talk about your backsliding. So I was feeling a little backslidden. See, I must, because what some of you do, the reason why I do that is not because I want to make myself look better than you. It's because some of you go, mm, you see, Pastor Alex, he backslid. That's what some of you do. So I just want to clarify that I'm not as bad as you are. <laughs> Amen. You'll never really know now, will you? <laughs> and I remember coming back from this camp, or well not camp, from vacation, and I was, there was this long line of people that we had to pray for. And I remember standing in front of this guy. I didn't know him. I mean, I'd seen him in church, but I was standing in front of him and all the youth leaders had to come up and pray. And I was like, man, Lord, I just, you know, Lord, I haven't been praying and I just don't feel myself and I don't feel anointed. And, and you know, Lord, I just, I, I can, I just can I rather just like disappear right now. That's how I felt. And I remember praying for him and nothing was happening. You know, I'm like standing there and there's no, nothing. And I'm, and I'm praying and I'm praying and, I'll just, I'll never forget what happened next. I said to the Lord, well, I don't know, I don't even know what to pray. So I said, Lord, I said, just love him. And I put my hand on him. And when I put my hand on him, the demons in him freaked out and began to manifest like I have never seen a demonic manifestation in my life where his whole face changed and he pushed me off him. And I'm falling back like this, and I remember looking at him thinking, I'm about to die. <laughs> and suddenly, I was standing there, and I got this boldness that came over me. Not because I could remember the Scripture at the moment, but because every battle, every, every situation, everything I'd been through, the moments of, 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 of pain and hurt and, and praying and seeking God and, and being in His presence and walking with Him and knowing Him and loving Him. In that moment, everything that my spirit had experienced up until that moment suddenly said, wake up. And I stood there with this, with this confidence and boldness and I was just observing as the Lord did something incredible because it would look like He was throwing some kind of lightning bolt at me or something. And suddenly this demon got so violent but wasn't attacking me, was attacking whatever it was that was standing between us that, not, that I couldn't see. I remember when He was looking at me, He wasn't looking at me. He was looking at something else that was standing there. And I remember jumping on Him afterwards and grabbing him and saying, come out of him in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now I want you to understand that literally a few minutes before this, I was feeling like, like the Lord, this, this, you know, I'm just, I'm, 
kumbaya, help me. And suddenly there was this boldness because the supernatural, the presence God had taken over in that moment. And I just knew that he was with me and he was for me. And that the most important thing was that he wanted to help this individual. The rest of the story is not important. What I want to tell you is you can't always do what's expected. You must, you must be bold. You must surprise the enemy. When you feel your worst, shout the loudest. When you feel your weakest, celebrate the hardest. When you've got the least, give the most. Oh, that was not too many hands for that one. Okay. That's a hard one, I know. It is. Amen. See, the enemy thinks the service is going to go this way. But I think it's going to go that way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's nothing, there is nothing like being used by God, guys. There is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. When I was a young man and I just got saved, and I was saved in a church where it was so supernatural, everything around me was so supernatural. Having grown up in church as a young boy, going to church with my father, and we would go to church and we had beautiful services and people loved the Lord and there was great worship and the presence of God was there. But then over the years, we didn't really go to church anymore and then I ended up walking into Little Falls Christian Center, the church where I really got saved. I was 19 years old. I walked through those doors and the worship was playing and the presence of God was so thick in that place that I didn't know what was happening. I, I couldn't understand what was taking place, but it was affecting me so deep and so powerfully that I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I didn't know. I remember, I remember at some point the preaching began, but I didn't hear a word. Or let me put it to you this way, I don't remember a word of it. All I remember is what God did to me. I remember how he, he in that moment revealed to me how real he was and I could not deny it. I couldn't deny his presence. I couldn't deny his love in that moment. 19 years old, it was the most rebellious year of my life and I was actually a pretty good kid. But when, when I left school, I went through this little patch, you know, I went to college and stuff happened. But I wasn't like, I wasn't like so bad, you know. I was a little bit bad. <laughs> but it was beginning to spiral out of control. And I knew the truth and I knew the Bible because I'd grown up with it. But when I walked into that place for the first time in my life, the Bible came alive. It was like everything that I read in Scripture was happening right in front of my, my eyes. There would be miracles and healing and worship that would go on for hours sometimes. Not always. Sometimes it would be short, but sometimes it would go on for, for hours. And when the ministry time began, it was so powerful. People's lives were impacted and changed in the most miraculous way. And the people, oh, the people. The people were so hungry. 
the people were so hungry for God. I remember one service where the worship was so intense that it actually felt like it was raining in the sanctuary. I remember having to like rub my eyes several times to try and see if there really was rain. Nobody was wet though, so you know, it was a good thing. But it really felt like it was physically actually raining. That the presence was raining down on us in that sanctuary. And I remember the church making a sound when they began to worship. It was one sound. And it was the most beautiful sound. It wasn't, it was at the end of the song and suddenly the whole church just began to worship. Just worship. And everybody was doing their thing, but it sounded like one sound. And it was so powerful. I remember that night, the sound just went on and on and on and on. And that's the night that it felt like it was raining. And I remember people being touched and people being healed right there in their chairs. No one had to lay hands on them. We were having church. I remember it. It was amazing. I remember when we planted this church that my only desire, my only desire was, Lord, just pour out your spirit on the people. Touch the people, God. Let your presence touch them so that they'll never be the same again. Once they experience your, your, your power, once they experience your love, they cannot be the same again. One touch from you, God, and they'll never be the same again. We can preach a thousand sermons and, 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 and sometimes they're good and sometimes they aren't. But when God touches you, it touches, He touches you forever. And when you truly receive that touch from Him, you begin to chase Him. You begin to go after Him. And the enemy will do everything he can to stop you from pursuing Him with your whole heart. There's a fine line. Some, some of you have been at the point of miracle, of breakthrough, and you just don't cross over for whatever reason. I'm not gonna give you five reasons why you didn't cross over, but there are many reasons. But sometimes it's just that moment, it's just that moment where you decide not to shout where you decide not to praise because of the oppression that the enemy brings against us. Well, I believe that God, I believe that God wants to touch everybody in this place. I believe he wants to touch each and every one of you. I believe some of you are hurting and are broken inside. Some of you, God has touched you already and you're sort of on your journey. Some of you have forgotten what it was like to truly worship God with your entire being. Some of you were doing a great job last week, but by this weekend, things are not going so well. Come on, we all have those roller coasters, times in our walk, and sometimes it's going really great, and sometimes it's not, and it can literally be from week to week. Last week, you felt like you were the most on-fire Christian. This week, you feel like you're just not even hardly serving the Lord. Has anybody else experienced that besides me? I have a word for you. I'm going to share a, a psalm this evening, a short psalm.
but I think it's so powerful. And I believe that God wants you in this place to believe Him for the supernatural. Why should you desire the supernatural in your life? Well, you know, I don't really need the supernatural, Pastor Alex. Yes, you do. Why would you not want the supernatural when the God that you serve is supernatural? There is nothing natural about the God that we serve. He is supernatural. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And He can do anything. He can step right into your situation right now and turn everything inside out, upside down. The children of Israel were stuck in Babylon for 70 years. For 70 years they were in captivity. Now you must understand that before they were in Babylon, they were experiencing greatness from getting delivered out of Egypt to moving into Jerusalem and in the times of Jerusalem, we know that when they were in Jerusalem, there were great kings in Jerusalem. David was a king. There were great times in Jerusalem, but when the children of Israel were captive in Babylon, Jerusalem had fallen apart. It was no more, really. And for 70 years, they were in captivity. You can get saved, you can get delivered, you can experience the supernatural, and you can end up going back to a place where you feel like you're captive again. But when God chose to deliver them, He delivered them suddenly and powerfully. And there's this little psalm that was written by a psalmist about what took place when they had their deliverance. Let's go to Psalm 126. I want you to understand that the majority of the individuals that were delivered out of Babylon were either very old when they went there. So by now they were either very old or they had been born there. So the ones that were old were remembering the times that had gone by. The great times where God moved, where God provided. The great times of, of, their, of their reign and their rule in Jerusalem. The good things. Are you with me? The children had heard about these things. They'd heard about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They'd heard about his supernatural provision, but now they were stuck in Babylon. Are you guys with me? So, so now you see the picture. Now they, they get delivered and they start. Psalm 126 verse number one says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. I want you to understand that the first thing we must recognize is there's no question that they fully recognized that the only way that this deliverance was taking place was by the Lord. The only way that you can sometimes get out of a situation when you've fallen back or when you've gone backwards or when you're not serving God the way you are or you've fallen into a situation where things have just gone desperately wrong. The only way sometimes that we, can get, that we can get delivered from those things is God himself has to deliver us. And I've realized in my life that every time I have a breakthrough, I give God the glory. Because I believe that he's the one who's a lamp unto my feet. He directs my steps. He makes my path straight. Are you with me? So no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the situation is, I will give him the glory. 
And at this point, the children of Israel fully understood that it's only the Lord that could bring them back out of captivity, that he was delivering them. And they said this, they said, we were like those who dream. In other words, it was a group of people that were being delivered, that were going back, who were dreamers. They dreamed of their deliverance. They dreamed of Jerusalem. They dreamed of their breakthrough. They dreamed of restoration. They dreamed of seeing God move again. Are you with me? Many times there are people that have that sort of experience. They'll, they'll, they'll kind of slip back or things will happen and they won't be serving God the way they are and they feel like they've been surrounded by Babylon, by evil. Some people in that place will be able to hold on to their dreams, but many are not able. But I want you to know that God is a God who wants you to hold on to the dreams that He gave you. Because there are some things that God still wants to do in your life. The question is, are you still dreaming? Do you still believe Him for a miracle in your family? For a miracle with that child? Listen, this is the year of the comeback. If you haven't had comeback yet for someone that you're praying for, how loud are you willing to shout? How loud are you willing to shout for it? How much praise are you willing to give Him before it happens? Don't be like those who praise Him afterwards. Be like the one who praises and shouts before the walls come down. You see, you must understand. The ones who shout before the walls come down are the ones who still dream. They're the ones who still believe. They believed in the glory of Jerusalem. They believed that they would be able to go back to the place where the presence of God was, where they could worship and make sacrifices because they weren't allowed to do it anywhere else except in Jerusalem. They wanted it back. They were dreaming about it. Are you with me? Verse two says, then our mouths, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. I want you to kind of try and picture this because you must recognize that yes, they'd been delivered, but they were going to a place that was broken down. So in other words, yes, we've been delivered. Yes, it, it's, it looks good, it's wonderful, but we're going to a place where everything has been destroyed. But in the midst of whatever they still had to do, their mouths were filled with laughter and their tongues with singing. You see, the one thing that, that, that some of them would be able to take with them or understand is that for one moment, if you just believe that God truly is who He says He is, even in the midst of your situation, well, you believe that God is delivering you from whatever it is, but now you still have to face the music. You have to face the judge. You have to face whatever it is that got you to that captivity. Are you willing to do it with laughter and singing? Are you willing to praise Him in that situation, in those circumstances? How 
can you give, how can you give praise? How can you shout? How can you celebrate as though the victory has already taken place? The reason why you can is because of who you serve. Do you know who it is that you serve? Do you recognize that you serve the I am that I am? The God of all creation? The one who spoke and you were created? Do you recognize that you serve the God who holds the balance of everything in his hands? Do you recognize that you serve the only one that decides the fate of all mankind? Do you recognize who it is that you serve? The one who opens the blind eye, the one who heals the sick, the one who raises the dead. Do you recognize who it is that you serve? Once you begin, once you begin to understand that your God, the God that you serve, not only, you see, we always think this life, but God always thinks eternally. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything. So when we think, we always think about this life, whereas He, is, whereas he thinks of everything, everything He thinks of is eternal. And when you begin to recognize that whatever happens in your life, there is an eternal effect. Oh, there's an eternal effect. So even when it's going absolutely bad in your worst situation, if you're able to shout, if you're able to praise, if you're able to rejoice, if you're able to give thanks in that moment, I want you to know that it echoes into eternity and has an eternal effect. It has an eternal effect. And what happens is when you do this, something takes place. It says, then our mouths, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues were singing. Then they said among the nations, those, those that, that have watched you, those that have seen you, the Lord has done great things for them. When you're able to stand, no matter what happens, no one will be able to deny the hand of God on your life. Your friends, your children, your parents, even your enemies will stand in amazement as they watch God restore what was taken from you. Restore your broken heart. Restore whatever it is that you're dealing with. God is able and will even make the nations say the Lord has done great things for them, for you. The question is, will you do as they did? In verse number three, it says, the Lord has done great things for us. Lord, you've delivered us back to Jerusalem. Yes, we've got to build. Yes, we've got to sow. Yes, we've got to farm. Yes, we've got to do all of this stuff, but you have delivered us. Are you going to complain or are you going to celebrate? Are you going to rejoice and be glad or are you going to look at the, the task ahead of you and go, this is too difficult for me? It's like the spies that went to, to, to see the, the promised land. There were those that came back that said, oh, it's impossible. You know the story. But there were two that came back excited, rejoicing, celebrating. And what was the difference? The difference was that those two knew who their God was. Those two believed that their God was able. They believed that He was supernatural. Amen. 
Now watch this next verse. In verse number four, it says, Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. The truth is, in, in this translation, it sounds a little like almost backwards, like bring back our captivity. But the Hebrew is a little strange here. So if you look at it in another translation, what it really means is this, restore our fortunes. Let's go to Psalm 126 verse 4, just in the New Living Translation. And you can check this with other translations. What they really say when they say bring back our captivity is they're saying restore our fortunes. I'm so glad you're so excited. That's great. Restore our fortunes. Restore to us what we had before. Give us back, Lord, what, what was taken from us. And look at the comparison. Lord, as streams renew the desert. If we go back to the New King James, it says, O Lord, as streams in the south. You must understand again that they're going back to what's broken. They're going back to, to what's not perfect. And they're saying, Lord, will you restore? Will you restore, Lord? Will you restore our prosperity? Will you, will, will you bless us again? You might be sitting here and you may have lost everything. You may be in a situation where you've lost your job or you've had, you've had something happen to you that was unexpected and now you're all concerned. But I want you to know if you're able to praise God, if you're able to hold on, if you're able to give Him thanks, if you're able to celebrate again and know, remember, this is the key. You must recognize who it is that you serve. Oh, we have to rebuild the city. It's going to take us forever. It didn't take them forever. Because our God is able to do anything. Bring back our captivity or restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. A desert is a place that's dry, that has no life. But when the water comes, it brings everything to life. It brings the, animal life, the animal's life. It, it restores the landscape. It brings healing. It brings deliverance. Are you with me? That's what God is able to do, guys, in your life. He is able. Isaiah 44, verse number three says this, For I will pour water on him who, who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. The scripture was written years ago and they're crying out. It's like a song that they're singing. Literally, if you go study it, they actually did sing the song while they were walking, while they go up to Jerusalem. And many say that they would sing the song. Those that would travel to Jerusalem later on, in later on years, they would sing the song as they would travel up. And they would say, Lord, Lord, will you, will you, will you do what, basically what it says there? Blessings on our offspring. Will you, will, will you, Pour water on him who thirsts and floods on dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. Go back to me, please, to that other scripture as well. I want you to understand that you can experience refreshing. You can experience new life. You can experience rejuvenation. But you must recognize who it is that you serve. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Who wants to be restored that way? Go to the next verse for me, please. Then he says this. 
Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. In other words, when you have the breakthrough, but you haven't yet experienced the full breakthrough, the, the full breakthrough. In other words, you now have to go and you have to start again, perhaps. You have to build again. If you're able to sow, if you're able to sow in that situation, you will experience joy when you reap. There will come a season where you will experience a reaping, a breakthrough. But the ones that are able to sow and continue to fight and continue to stay close to God when their things are not always going well. This is not speaking about money, so relax. Amen. Are you guys okay? Those who sow in tears, in other words, while you're sowing, no matter what you're going through, you're sowing and, you, and you're pressing in and you're believing God and you're able to experience and still be joyful and you're able to still give thanks to God and you're able to still praise Him and you're able to continue seeking Him. If you're able to continue doing that, even while it's not easy, you will experience a great harvest and then you'll experience great joy. Go to the next verse. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall, shall doubtless come again. I had to read this over and over and over. If you are able to continue to press in, to continue to sow no matter what, with everything inside of you. Don't think money here. When we talk about sowing and reaping, everybody thinks money. Sowing and reaping is mercy. Sowing and reaping is love. Sowing and reaping is time. Sowing and reaping is all of that stuff. If you're able, no matter what the situation is, God can deliver you from the worst thing that you're in, but now you've got to face the music. You've got to move forward. If you're able to continue to press in, if you're able to continue to sow, when you have the breakthrough, you will come again and you will have no more doubt. You will have no more doubt. You will be doubtless. Doubtless. You shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Why? Because your God is well able. You see, they would sing the song while they're going. But they haven't had, everything hasn't been wonderful yet. They've just been delivered. But they haven't got anything yet. They still have to go and build. They still have to go and sow. They still have to go and trust God. They still have to believe God that He can do it. And so He's saying to them, listen, if we can do this, we know the God that we serve. He's able. If we can, if we can sow while we're weeping, if we can press in, if we can, we can do all of these things, we may even have a bit of doubt right now, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to keep going anyway. When the breakthrough comes, we'll have no more doubt. He says, he says, we shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. What is a sheave? A sheave basically is, have you ever seen when they, would, when they would harvest, they would take piles of wheat and then they would tie the wheat together, the piles of wheat. Are you with me? That's called a sheave of, a sheave of wheat. 
And so what it represents is that when the harvest comes, the harvest is so much that you have to tie it up. God will bless you. He will bless you. If you're able, if you're able, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, if you're able to press in and trust God for what's in front of you, even if it seems a little scary, if you're able to sow, if you're able to stay with Him, if you're able to keep with Him, the breakthrough on the other side is guaranteed, guys. It's a guarantee. And the psalmist wrote this psalm because of what, was, what they had to experience. And we know the story that they had such supernatural provision and breakthrough because they chose to trust God in that moment. And so I believe this evening that there might be some of you here, maybe you've served the Lord for a season and you've, things went really well, but then all of a sudden it felt like you were back in bondage. And God wants to set you free, but the reality is sometimes people feel like they're so far gone that even if they get set free, it's not gonna work out for them. They're not gonna have everything they need. I want you to know this evening that what I really believe what God is saying to us tonight is when you come out of this, if you're willing to step out of it, the provision will be there. You will end up being fully restored. You will end up being fully built up again. That God will restore everything because He is a restorer. We know that Jerusalem was built up gloriously again. Just as I believe the Lord wants to build up some of you that are here this evening that maybe have lost your way. Or maybe you're watching online. Maybe things just got a little bit out of control. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking this evening. To just maybe one or two of you. But this is so important for us to grasp. Because it's easy to celebrate when, when everything is looking good. But when it looks a little difficult, sometimes it's hard to truly see that the breakthrough truly is a breakthrough. But God wants to touch someone tonight. Let's bow our heads. Father, tonight in this place, we thank you, God, that you have always provided for us. <clears throat> and many times things happen to us, God, and we end up in places, and often, not always, but often it's just because of things that we have done. Maybe we didn't obey you and we lost our way. But I know that you want to restore each and every one of us. You want to build us up again, God, so that we can fulfill the purposes and plans that you have for us. Sometimes, God, we get to that place where we feel like, how long will we stay where we are? We just don't experience your presence or your power. We just don't experience you anymore. But tonight, I believe, Lord, that 
you want to, like you did with the children of Israel, bring sudden deliverance, sudden healing, sudden breakthrough to someone. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your love. And I know that you are here, God. I know that your presence is in this place and that you love each and every one of us and you don't want us to stay in a place where we no longer hear you. So I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you'll begin to move over the audience right now. Begin to speak to their hearts, Lord. Draw them to you tonight, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So if you've come here this evening and maybe you feel like you're in a desperate situation and you need that breakthrough, I believe God wants to touch you tonight. Maybe it's a situation of something that's happened that could be, you know, I don't actually feel like I even need to say anything. You know who you are. If you feel in your heart that you just, you, you just, you've gotten to that place where you have to have a breakthrough, you have to get out of where, where you are, you need to come back to God fully, I want you to come to the front. Don't stay in your seat. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything like that. Just come. Just come to the front so I can pray for you. There we go. Also, if you're watching online, I want to include you in this prayer. So if you are sitting at home and, and you're watching the service and you feel this word is for you, I want you right there where you are just to receive everything that's going to take place over here. So just be open to that as well. Don't stay in your seat, guys. Come, come, come to the front. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, church, stretch your hands out to them. Father, tonight, I ask that you bring sudden deliverance, sudden breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that as they step forward again and they face maybe, Father, different situations or challenges, that they will do it, Father, with joy that they will step forward again, Father, and follow you with everything, no matter how difficult it seems. And Lord, that you will restore. They will, you will restore their fortunes, not only in the physical, but spiritually as well, Father. For many may be in a spiritual drought, but God will restore to you, even in that capacity, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, tonight for the anointing that breaks the yoke of the enemy. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of them. Lord, never the same. Tonight in this place, never the same. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name that is above every name, 
I thank you for it. Now, Father, just touch them now. Just touch them right now. Holy Spirit, just touch them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now. Right now. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Every curse is broken and lifted. You will come through this. You will come through this supernaturally. Supernaturally in Jesus' name. Father, touch her. I thank you, Lord, for for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just follow her now. Lord, in Jesus' name. There he is. Just follow. There he is. There he is. Just follow now. More, Lord. More, Lord. More. More of you, Father. There he is. Breakthrough. 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 Now. 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 In the name of Jesus, it's yours. Take it. Take it. Take it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord's going to restore to you, sir. He's going to restore you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And you'll step forward again. And you'll step forward again with fire. And you'll step forward again with power. And you'll begin to celebrate again. You'll begin to celebrate again in Jesus' name. For there is an anointing on your life. There is a call on your life in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks for it, Father. Just fill him up now, Father. Fill him up now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Fill him up now, Lord. This precious servant of yours, God, in the name of Jesus. Fill him up right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take him all the way, Lord. Let him build again. Let him build again, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spiritus Santo, right now. Fill him. Fill him. Fuego now, in Jesus' name. Fire now. Put your fire on him, God, once again. There it is. There's the power of God on you now, sir. There's the power of God on you now. Fill him more, more, more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just be restored now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I want to get my pastors. Can you come up as well, please, and help me minister? Quickly, pastors, come. Come, go, go. Minister, guys, let's go. Let's go. Start that side, Brian.
Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. want the pastors to stand around her. Okay. We're going to pray for you. Because you need a miracle. Amen. And it's time for the miracle to happen. Amen. So in the mighty name of Jesus, according to the word of God, we anoint you with oil and we pray a prayer of faith over you now. A faith that will move mountains in Jesus' name. I pray God every curse be broken and lifted. All fear be removed now in Jesus' name. Father, let joy come even now, even now, in the morning, but now, Father, I pray that everything in her body be restored, Lord, her blood, in the name of Jesus, that it be restored. I command the sickness to go now in Jesus' name. Father, just fill her. Fill her now, Lord. I ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, and we set ourselves in agreement, Lord, with your word that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Lord, let her body be fully restored. In Jesus' name, Lord, let her have joy again like before. In Jesus' name. And I give you thanks for it now. I give you thanks for it now, Lord. I anoint her now in the name of Jesus, right now. I anoint you now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Naomi, come here. Quickly, come. I want you to hug her. I want you to hug her. Don't hug her too tight, but I want you to hug her. I want, I want you to hug her. Father, I pray that the anointing, Lord, your anointing will smear over her whole body, God. That you will touch her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that that word of restoration and healing coming, Lord, that it would be so in the name of Jesus right now. And I give you thanks for breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a clap and a shout. Hallelujah. 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 I know it's a little unconventional. But sometimes an unconventional thing is necessary. 
How would you feel if I spat on the ground and smeared it in her eyes? Would that be okay? Amen. All right. If you need a miracle in your body, in your body, come forward for prayer now. A miracle in your body, physical healing in your body, come forward. I want the pastors, I want the zone leaders to come, please. Zone leaders, pastors, to come and help me pray. Let's begin to pray for them, guys. Come on, let's pray for healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, now, touch her, Lord. Touch her now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, now. Now. Now, Lord, touch her body. Touch her body, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, let the power of God come on her now. There he is now. More, Lord, more, more. Touch her, touch her now. There's the power of God now. Fill her more. Be healed now in your body, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now. There's the anointing now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now. Right now. Pray for him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, touch him. Touch him, Lord. Now, now, touch him. There's the power of God now. Be made whole now in Jesus' name. Where's the pain? Where's the pain? In the back. Father, in the name of Jesus.
Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. So if you came up for prayer and you can feel there's a difference in your body, can you show us with your hands? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm going to say better. You're going to be, you are going to be better. Amen. Because I saw you, I saw you, and you were not sick, you were not sick anymore. I saw you healed, I saw you restored. Amen. 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 Okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. I think we should close the service now. Amen. And um, come back tomorrow. Amen. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you for your love. Lord, everything that you have done tonight, we give you all the glory and honor and praise. We thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for your love. We thank you for every one of your precious people, Lord, that you have touched. And we ask, God, that you would, that you would change them forever, God, and that you would give them everything they need, Lord, to fight the good fight of faith all the way to the end while they're on this earth. Thank you for every precious person that came out tonight, Lord. I pray that you strengthen them, that you bless them, that you encourage them. As they go, Father, let the joy of the Lord be their strength and the peace of God be their portion. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.